This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to In the Dark. As usual, I'm sitting here in front of the candlelight in the dark, just like we all are with everything that's going on. Uh, had a really crazy week this week. It was pretty rough. We had, took me a little longer to do my video, um, my uh, podcast, stuff I do for this channel because we had a death in the family. And it was, it was pretty, uh, we, we, you know, we, I guess we just didn't really expect it yet. So, um, something happened the day that it was actually my mother-in-law. She passed away and she had had been dealing with Alzheimer's for a while, about five years now. And, uh, um, we just got a call one day. It was a very strange day. I had two people in our family that we just, we kind of had a little bit of a falling out. It wasn't, I don't, I don't know if you would call it a major falling out from my perspective, but it was just sometimes, you know, you have words with people in your family and it kind of bothers you or them. And, you know, you don't talk for a little bit till you kind of get over how you feel. And this day it was, a. Uh, in the afternoon, I had one of my, the one had called me out of the blue to let me know that we had a new member in the family that was born. This is all in the same day. And I was really excited to hear from her because I, I don't like having falling outs with people, especially people you love, you know, so you don't want that to linger and, and fester and all that stuff. So I was pretty, really happy that she called me and just as I was getting off the phone with her, I was getting ready to go over and start making dinner. And I got a message on my phone that came through that, that my mother-in-law had passed away. Um, and this was really, it was just shocking. I just sat there very stunned. And as I was walking around to the aisle, it was like, I have like an island, um, counter area. And I walked around the side and, I started to make dinner and anybody that knows me, I have got like, I'm very germaphobic and I'm, you know, I'm kind of like, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't ever like leave cupboard doors open things like that. I'm kind of, you know, not with everything, but just certain little things. I think we all have a little bit, bit of that in us. And, uh, so I walked around the, the Island and I walked over to the cupboards and I got a couple cans of something out that I was making. And I know I shut the cupboard door like I always do. And, I walked around the, the aisle and, or the island, I'm sorry, I called an aisle. I don't know why I do that. Um, I call it an aisle. It's, it's an island. I walked around and I looked up and the cupboard door that I had just closed was standing wide open. And I just 
stood there for a moment and I was pretty stunned and I said, wow, that's not like me, especially since I never opened a cupboard door, this cupboard door in particular. There's two of them I don't open that wide because they actually hit my one plant. I have a plant that's situated over on the, like the edge of the counter that um, if you open the cupboard door too wide, it could hit it. And, and you know, I love my plants, so I don't want to hit them. And this thing was standing wide open and I thought, I don't even open this cupboard door that wide. So I walked back over and I shut it again. And as I was shutting it, I was kind of checking it out to see if it, you know, drifted open on its own, if that was possible, but it wasn't. The way that I kept testing it out, making sure it couldn't um, drift open on its own and it didn't. <laughs> so I thought, okay, so I closed the door again and I was very certain it was closed and I walked around the island again and no sooner do I get around the island, I turn around and the cupboard door is wide open again. And I just stood there. I was like, this is just not possible. This has never done this before. And I knew in the moment that my mother-in-law was here or she was passing through or something. I, I don't really know what to make of it. Um, it's, it's interesting. You know, because I haven't seen or heard anything since that night. Um, but I just, I really felt like it was her. Because it was within moments of finding out that she died. And it was, uh, it was interesting. So, you know, I had been talking to her throughout the week. And just telling her we loved her. And, you know, and, and I told everybody in the family that, that this happened. And everybody just kind of marveled at it. But it was... um I, I don't know. I still can't really get over this. It, it was pretty, it was pretty, it's crazy when it happens to you, you know, and I know I've got abilities with, you know, kind of medium abilities and psychic abilities and, you know, the stuff I deal with. So I know that the spirit world is drawn to people like that. But the question I really have is if you're like, I'm a Christian, I believe in the Lord. I believe in Jesus. I believe that, you know, what the Bible says is true. Um, I just don't know where demons fit in or dark forces fit into this. Like, is it something where are we allowed to come back and be around our loved ones when we're in spirit or do we just do Do we die and do we go with God? Do we go to the grave and wait? You know, is it just people that aren't going to heaven that kind of linger I have a lot of questions about this. So it's hard for me because I used to automatically feel that, you know, when you had a haunting in your house or if you had things move around or do things that it was demonic, that it wasn't, you know, a person that would be going with God. It was usually somebody that I always felt that demons were um, mimicking our loved ones to trick us, you know, to make us feel like, okay, what the Bible says isn't true or, you know, why are these people, it kind of adds confusion to the mix, you know, for what the word of God says. So it was just an interesting feeling it left me with. I mean, I've had a lot of things happen to me over my lifetime. A lot of things, dreams, visions, hearing things, spirits, haunting, seeing things. I mean, you name it. I've been through everything you could imagine since I was a kid. But um, this was a really blatant, like, hey, I'm here, you know. So it was, it was interesting for this to happen on the day she died, but I wanted to tell you guys about that. And then right after this happened, 
Um, so I found out that my, my, my one family relative and I made up who we love very, we love each other very much. And at the same time, I found out that we had a birth in our family, which was exciting. Um, and then this happened, I found out my mother-in-law died and then the cupboards opened up and then another family member, the other one that the only two people that I was really just kind of not, not like, you know, there was no hatred or anything. We just kind of, you know, we're upset with each other and we just, you know, they were kind of upset with me, I guess, for something I, I'm kind of blunt. I'm a very blunt person and I say things sometimes without realizing I could be hurting somebody's feelings. I'm just very honest about the way I feel. And sometimes I have to watch that. I don't say things that could hurt people because I have to be really careful because I can just be like, you know, just kind of like, well, this is how I feel. And, you know, I just have to kind of be careful. So I'm, I'm kind of learning stuff from this, but so the other family member called me and we made amends and it was really wonderful. It was a, it was a beautiful day and yet a very heartbreaking day at the same time topped off with, you know, I think I had a visit from my mother-in-law who I loved dearly. I, we were very close for a long time until she got sick and things just kind of fell apart, but I really loved her. So that was, that was cool. And especially being in the kitchen because we were always in the kitchen together cooking and doing stuff. So it was pretty cool. Either there or the swimming pool. Um, I have so much to tell you guys this week. I don't even know if I can do all this in one, one clip because I like to actually do them for only like a half an hour. I don't like them to be too long because it, you know, I just don't want to take up too much time when you're watching things. I, you know, sometimes when you get on YouTube and you see something, it's an hour, you're like, Oh, an hour, you know? So I kind of like to keep them short. Okay. So, um, so that happened to me this week. Um, I had some people send me some stories I'm going to read to you at the end, which is pretty cool. Cause that's kind of picking up. If you guys have stories or experiences, anything, I don't care what it is that has to do with near death experiences, visions from God. I have two channels. I have a Christian channel that I, I talk about, uh, things that have happened to me supernaturally with the Lord, which I'll, I'll, I'll also talk about here. Um, I know everybody has different opinions on religion and faith and all that stuff. So just let's just all be kind to each other and understand that we're all allowed to have our own beliefs, you know, and just listen and kind of keep an open heart and mind because you never know. I mean, it, you just don't know if, you know, maybe that person that is talking is, has got something. So, um, but if you guys have anything like, uh, spirits that you've seen, it can be something really short. I don't think anything is stupid. I've had some people make comments this week about things being, you know, like not that great of a story, but they're going to send it to me, see if I could use it. I'm like, listen, any story, any encounter you've had, I'm going to read it because it's still an encounter. It's still something that happened and it's interesting. And I think that we learn from every experience that somebody has, you know, like even like when we talk about the Bigfoot um, and the cryptids and the, you know, dogmen, things like that. My family's even said, you know, why do you listen to these so much? And my answer is, I believe that they are demons. I believe that they're creatures that were created from the Nephilim and they're part Nephilim or watcher, fallen angel, whatever. And I believe that they attack us. I don't think they all attack us. I think there are some good and some bad, just like humans. But I think there is a great percentage that are preying on human beings. I think that a lot of the children that are being abducted and killed or never returned 
are it has to do it's linked to that aliens whatever i think they're all kind of mixed into the same source which would be satan or lucifer and i believe that if we know every story that we it's just one more step in protecting ourselves and our loved ones that we can pass on the information whether they want to hear us or not or they call us stupid there's still a seed that's being planted inside of their mind that's saying what if you know that this is a person that i trust or love and they're telling me this or these are credible people that are telling me this and yeah i don't want to believe it and i doubt it but what if so keep telling these stories because it doesn't matter if people believe you or not you're still giving them warning and i think that that's what this is about we have got to look out for one another and i do believe that if we rebuke these creatures and spirits and forces in the name of jesus that they have to go away and we plead the blood of jesus over our families for protection i believe that that's what we're supposed to do it says in the bible that our tongue is a sword it is to be used as a weapon not just for bad how people use it that's not what god wanted it to be used for but it's also a weapon against these demons and dark forces so when we speak the word of god or we rebuke these spirits that's our weapon and we have control over this because we were actually the true inheritors of this earth it wasn't them it was us so just something to think about in this battle that we're in against all this stuff that's going on uh so where do i begin with some of this stuff i wanted to tell you about um something that happened when my kids were little i had uh, two little boys when they were little and i just moved into this house it was a, a half a double and it was over in a really quiet nice area of town and um we had just moved in probably been there for maybe a week maybe not even a week and i was in my bedroom at the time and my sons were in my bedroom with me actually which was really i was really relieved about this because they had fallen asleep in my bedroom because they used to sleep with me a lot when they were little and um i heard all this walking in their bedroom and the house was set up so when you walked up the steps you would hang a left and the first bedroom you came to was their bedroom then at the end of the hall was my bedroom so you had to you had to so technically if somebody would have broken into the house they could have gotten in and gone to that room first and i wouldn't have known it because i would have been back in my bedroom and then the attic was also off of their room if you went into their room there was a door that led up to the attic which was a really nice attic which i actually ended up kind of redoing into a bedroom and stuff later um and they would just you know they kept the door shut and we i think we even locked it and stuff so they didn't really mess around in the attic so i was in my room one night and they were sleeping it was around nine o'clock at night and I heard all these footsteps going on in their bedroom, like like it was a man walking around with a pair of boots on, and it was really heavy. And this this, I thought this person was walking, you know, really hard. Sorry, my my phone beeps a little bit, and um, I I was so thankful I had a phone in my bedroom at the time. I called my one friend immediately. I cracked my bedroom door, and I was looking down the hallway the whole time. I called him 
and he was a, like an like sixth, seventh degree black belt in karate. So he was a real one of my best friends, and he was also my karate instructor. And he, um, I said, you got to get up here. He lived very close to me, so I said, somebody's in the house. I think somebody broke into the house. So he came rushing up to the house, and the whole time, you understand, while I'm hearing these footsteps, I'm watching down the hall. So this whatever was in the the room could not have left. There was no way that they could have gone. And he gets up to my house and he comes flying in. The door was unlocked downstairs, thank God, because that was back in the day when we didn't lock doors as much as we do now or have to. And uh, he comes in and he rushes up the steps and he goes in the room. He looks all over, goes up to the attic. There's nothing. And he comes down. He's like, it's clear. And I came out of my room and I was like, that's not possible. I was like, that's not possible. There's no way. And it was, there was nothing there. So we, we just, he searched the whole house with me. You know, everything was fine. We locked everything up. I think he stayed the night with me or something. He stayed up there with me and we just kind of all, I think he slept in that room too. Cause he was really daring. He didn't care. And, um, so it was about maybe, maybe two weeks later, three weeks later, I was sleeping in my room and the kids wanted to sleep in their room because I had put new bunk beds and stuff in there, but they weren't, they weren't hooked up like on top of each other. They were side by side. And my one son who was really, he was really wild. He had like a really, um, wild personality. You know, he was just bad. Okay. I don't like to say that, but he was a bad kid. He was just really, he's always getting in trouble. He's cute as can be and just adorable, but he just, he was just a little, just a little pistol. And, um, this toy started going off underneath his bed and it was in that room where he heard the walking and I didn't want to put him in this room, but they wanted to sleep in there. So I, you know, I was kept my door open, their door open. I was kind of like, you know, real vigilant. This t this toy goes off under his bed, just out of the blue, just starts going off. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And I went into the room and I, I got the toy and I, I, I looked at it and I was just really dumbfounded by what we know, what it was doing. After that night, I wouldn't really let him sleep in their room. I was like, there's just something wrong. I felt something was wrong. I let him play in there in the daytime. I was okay with that because I felt something about daytime. You just feel like things are lighter and you just feel like, you know, things kind of come out more in night, the nighttime. It's not always true, but you feel that way. And you just feel like the daytime kind of protects us. And I've always felt like there's a reason why, you know, we're afraid of the dark. There's a reason why everybody goes in at night and there's a reason for that instinctively. There's a reason why we're like that. Um, so it was about maybe a week later, they were laying with me in my bed and I had a big king size bed and there was another toy that was underneath my bed that went off and started playing. And I was just like, this is just unreal. So we started feeling like something was really kind of wrong in the house. Like we didn't really know what to make of it. And we just felt that there was something in the house that was obviously letting us know that they were there. It never harmed us or anything, but it just was really disturbing. Although, um, I used to have friends over that would tell me that they felt something like they could feel a presence or something in the house when they were there. And the one thing, the most disturbing thing that happened was the night that my sons were 
they were upstairs taking a bath and they were old enough to be in the tub where you didn't have to watch them every second. You know, they were like three and four or five years old. So they were a little bit older and there was two of them. So you felt a little more comfortable to walk away for a moment, you know, if you had to grab something or do something. So I ran downstairs to check on something. I think I was cooking. And as I was down there, they came running downstairs, dripping with water, stark naked, screaming and crying, mommy, mommy, there's a wizard in the bathroom. Now you got to understand kids. These aren't kids that are like getting out of the tub and grabbing a towel and saying, hey, we're going to tell mom we saw a wizard. These are two little boys that have never even said anything remotely like this to me. They didn't even know that other stuff was going on. I wasn't even discussing it around them. I didn't want them to know. I didn't want them to be afraid. I just wanted them. I told them, you know, they, I wanted them to sleep with me. It wasn't anything like where I was discussing what was going on or they were overhearing it. And they came down and they were crying and they were hysterical and they were both very frightened. And they said, there's a wizard in the bathroom. And I said, what do you mean? There's a wizard in the bathroom. And they said it flew in like on a broom. It was little. And then it flew out the window. And I said, okay, what did it say? Did it say anything to you? Because I'm not one to not believe my children. And my son said, it said it was going to kill us or hurt us. I think they said kill. And I, my fate, my blood just drained from my face. I was like, you can't be serious. You know, it was just unbelievable. I never let them sleep alone, not for years. We were in the house for about three years after that. And surprisingly, the house burned down to the ground. Right after I had remodeled it, I had spent all kinds of money remodeling the entire house, buying all new furniture in every room, new curtains, painted the entire house. This entire house and yard was completely redone. And within like a month of half that happening, the entire house burned down. So it was a very interesting thing to happen. So that was one of the stories I wanted to share with you tonight about something that had happened to me and my sons. Um, let me let me look. Give me one second here. I'm just looking. I also wanted to talk about um, the night that I came home. I was working all night and I have spoken to you guys before about our yard, like about how spooky and scary it is out there. And I came home one night, this is short, it's not gonna be very long. I um, pulled in with my bus, I have a bus that I drive. Um, I'm actually an ice cream truck lady. I, I drive an ice cream truck for a, biz, a, a living, for business, that's one of the things I do. I do many things, I write kids books and I have a website I'm building to do a new Craigslist slash eBay slash like auction type site with paranormal stories included. I'm having it built right now. Um, but I do I do several things. I'm opening up a, a soft pretzel place um, here in town soon, hopefully, if we can get the right location that we, we think we do have it. So, but we do have a, I've had an ice cream truck business for 14 years now. I used to have seven trucks, now I'm down to one. That's a really cool bus. Um, it's bright yellow with, with strobe lights inside. I mean, we deck them out. We don't, we don't play around. <laughs> These are not junky looking vans that drive around. Like we have really 
nice trucks and the people absolutely love them so they're really cool we have them all decked out inside like just posters and stickers and pinatas and it's just a really cool experience to walk up to one of our trucks it's really neat and the and the vehicles are beautiful and this customer service is great we make sure that we really treat our customers really amazing i've just loved them i've had family uh people that i've had forever i just love them so i pulled in with a bus with um i'm down to one because i just got tired of employees and stuff so i um i ran i just run the one and i pulled in one night it was around nine o'clock and I was out there probably till 10, just organizing everything outside. And I, as I was walking out of the bus, it's parked out around the back of the garage, which is the farthest area from my house. It's really far out. It's really dark and it's really spooky. And I got out of the bus, went to turn around and I saw this white, I honestly cannot even describe this to you. What I'll tell you what it reminded me of. If you've ever seen Alien versus Predator, it reminded me of the alien, but it wasn't, it was completely white. It was like a grayish white color. And it, it kind of just, it was real skeletal. It wasn't, I don't think it was a rake. I've already seen a rake. Um, I, I told you that in one of my stories, it, one of the initial ones I put up here in one of the, the, uh, podcasts i i there's a story about me seeing a rake with my daughter and her boyfriend and um this was this was something that was like a rake on on steroids or something like it was just it was the most skeletal really long arms really tall had this really long elongated skull not upwards but like long ways um just demonic looking it was just awful looking and it was peeking around the corner at me and i was like you, there's just no way i'm seeing this and it just stood there and it looked at me for like it was probably i don't know how many seconds but it wasn't like a real quick glimpse it was like it stood there letting me know it was there and then it backed back and it just kind of disappeared and I, I mean, I didn't go over to the side of the garage to see if it was there. You know, I, I closed up the bus and I, I booked my butt in the house. I was like, I'm, I'm out of here. So I usually carry, um, I carry flashlights with me and weapons when I go into the house. And sometimes I'll play like the Bible. Uh, there's like an app on my phone. I play the Bible or I talk to Jesus. You know, I just, it's kind of a sucky place to park out there because it's like, you know, you're pulling in at night. And it's always dark by the time you come home because you work in daylight hours and kind of the cue to come home is when it gets dark. So every time you pull in, it's dark. So it's like, wow, this is crap, you know? So I just, I wasn't real happy, but it's part, I guess it's part of the job at this point. Um, I wanted to tell you the story too. I heard, this is something I heard. Give me one second. I'm going to get a drink here because my voice gets, my throat gets really dry. Um, I say um a lot. Sorry, I'm going to try to break myself with some of this stuff. Some of the habits you have when you're talking is like, oh man, why do I say that so much when I'm talking? A lot of people will say um, or there's there's other things. You just got to, just bear with me. Um, here. <laughs> so I, there was this uh, story I heard this, it was a few weeks ago about, a, it was a Bigfoot story and it really kind of freaked me out. There were, these two people that were, they went parking. It was a, a girl and a guy 
they decided to go out to the woods and go parking. And this story came from an actual police officer that wrote in about, you know, the, he was he was assigned to the case. He he was the one that went there and was part of the crew that was trying to figure out what the heck happened here. They came to this this crime scene where the guy was dead and the girl had been killed, her neck was broken, and she had been raped. There were there were there was like DNA and hair samples and things like that that were left at the crime scene. And when it came back, it was it was from what they believe was Bigfoot, and they believe there was more than one of them. So it was it was a pretty freaky story to know that not only do these Bigfoot kill people, you know, possibly take children, eat people, eat children. We have alien abductions going on, dogmen are killing, you know, there's been all these sightings of just cases and sightings of things that are going on here that, I mean, I'm just speechless. Honestly, I don't even know how to word this, that, you know, these, these beings and creatures are preying on human beings, killing us, but now they're raping women. So, and some people have said that they take women and they use them to reproduce with. And I, I just, I can't even begin to imagine. I, I, I don't know, but this was something that I wanted to make you aware of this because if you're a female and especially if it's like that time of month for you or something, they say that it is really a bad time to be out in the woods. Do not go hiking or camping or exploring, especially during that time. And if you're a female, understand that you're going to be like probably the number one target when it comes to, you know, like abductions and stuff like that for certain of these creatures, like depending on what their agenda is, you know, some of them just kill to kill. And I think others have other things going on there. So there's a very strong possibility you could be abducted and just taken or raped. And that was very disturbing to me. I don't mean to get graphic here. I don't mean to tell something that horrific, but I just feel that, like I said, we need to seriously be aware of what's going on. So I am now going to, I'm going to read you guys a couple stories here. Bear with me. I had a couple listeners send in some stories. They did not clarify if they wanted me to use their name. So I'm not going to use their name just to keep it, you know, anonymous. Cause I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be presumptuous and think that that's okay. Um, this guy writes and he says, hello, my name is, my encounter is pretty vanilla compared to some paranormal stories. I was in my late teens or early twenties when this occurred. I'm now 38. So 15 to 20 years ago, it was late one night at my parents' house. I was watching TV in my living room alone. Mom and dad had long since gone to bed. Anyway, I'm watching a movie or something, and in my peripheral vision, I see what I assumed was one of my parents moving around in their bedroom. Facing the TV, I am in line where I can see into their bedroom and also the master bathroom door. Anyway, I see this movement for a while. This goes on maybe 10 to 15 minutes. All of a sudden, I hear both mom and dad snoring. This is odd because just moments before I saw something moving in there. 
This gets my attention, and I look up from the lazy boy to see a shadow move from the darkness of the bedroom toward the master bath. As the shadow hit the beam of light from the bathroom, it disappeared. I can't say I was afraid, more like confused as to what I just saw. Now the story doesn't quite end there. A few years ago, I mentioned this story to my family at some get-together, and my dad said, oh yeah, I've seen that in the bedroom before. Thanks for listening, and I hope you find this useful. These these entities, boy, they just, they never let up. Okay, now there's another story. Um, like, again, I'm not going to mention names. One of my listeners writes in, hi, short story if you want to use on your podcast. I was 10, poor sleeper, at 1.15 in the morning on the weekend when this happened. Strange haunting musing filled the bed, haunted, I'm sorry, strange haunted, haunting music filled the bedroom. My brother never stirred. I became a bit nervous, so I dived under the covers, but I was strongly compelled to sit up to see two lines of 11 little people about one and a half inch tall wow, appear from the right of my door, march diagonally across the hallway and straight into the dividing wall between parents' bedroom and the bathroom next door. When the last two entered the wall, the weird music stopped. Best regards. That is crazy. Can you imagine, can you imagine laying in bed and you get, you get woken up to strange, like, you know, outer worldly music or whatever it is. And you see like basically little Smurfs running around your room. I mean, that's a joke, but you have to wonder where these things come from. Where do they get the ideas to make the movies and all the legends that we have always been brought up to, to watch and to hear about? Where have they gotten all these ideas, guys? Think about it. You know, it's just crazy. Last story. Uh, So one night, two weeks ago, this is from another listener. So one night, two weeks ago, my brother's voice awakens me. He doesn't live with me. Wow. I'm 32 and he is 28. All he says is it. That's great. If you think about the movie It, that's not cool at all. That movie was awful. I can tell it's him by his round shape in the dark. Flannel shirt. It's dark, but I can still see the outside of him. He walks to the end of my bed. I reached for my table next to my bed to turn on the light, but had a hard time, so I took my phone and shone the light, and he disappears. Lightning fast, he disappears. Then I put my phone down again, and I see him again at the foot of my bed, and he slings his fist-like at me, punching in the air towards me, but not at me. I'm not sure, but that was the first time ever, and it didn't end that night. A few nights later, I feel something next to my bed again. Again, this wakens me up. It's a dark man. I can tell the shape, but he is pitch black. I get scared. Like it takes a lot to get me scared. This scared me. I closed my eyes and he's freaking touching my bed covers. I quickly turned on the light and boom, he was gone. 
and that night I didn't turn the light off. That is interesting. Now, there's a back, there's a little bit more of a story to this. Give me one second. So, he messages me a few days ago. And he's telling me this story. And I'm like, I'm, I feel like you're being, you know, visited by demons and dark forces. Like I said, it's almost like a precursor to, uh, what's it called? Sleep paralysis. He says, well, that's weird because I've had sleep paralysis before in my car. He had it one time, I think one or two times in his car when maybe sleep in his car, or whatever, camping out, who knows? And I said, okay. And as I was talking to him within, within probably the first two sentences we're talking, I'm hearing in my right ear, somebody is kind of very, very, uh, adamantly saying, Albert, tell him, Albert, say the name, Albert. This is what I'm hearing in my ear with my abilities to be able to, you know, pick up on visions and voices and stuff. This is the stuff I deal with. It's kind of like, I don't know if you guys have ever watched Kim Russo. She's a psychic medium. She hears stuff too. She gets people's names and she hears stuff. That's kind of what I deal with with something like this. So I'm hearing Albert. Albert is not a common name. I don't even know an Albert. Most of my family members, when I talk to them, they didn't. They don't know an Albert. This isn't a name you just pull out of your hat. And this, whatever was telling, whoever was telling me this was very adamant about me telling this person, this listener of mine that wrote the story in that I was to tell him Albert. And I said, I said his name and I said, let me ask you something. I said, do you know anybody named Albert? And he stops and he says, um, my, my old pastor. And I was like, wow. And I said, okay. And I said, is he, is he dead or is he alive? He said, he's alive. He said, he used to be in ministry that the, the person that wrote to me used to do some ministry work, but he fell away from it and just kind of got into doing some marketing for wrestling. But he said he talks to his old pastor named Albert on occasion. I said, what I'm grasping from this is that you are to contact your old pastor, Albert, and you are to get him to help you with whatever is going on with you right now, with what's visiting you in your room. Because he said he's never had anything like this before. And he said that it's only been like the last two weeks. So, and then when I got off, you know, talking to him, I understood, I realized that wh whoever told me, I was trying to, sometimes when this happens to me, I try to figure out who, who it was that was telling me, you know, like a vision or a dream or whatever. I try to figure out who it is. This felt to me like it was one of his family members, not one of Albert's family members, but one of the person that wrote into me, one of his family members that that they were trying to tell me he needs to contact Albert to get help with whatever's going on so he has protection. So I ended up, I prayed for him and he thanked me and we talked a little bit and it was, it was really cool. So that's been my week. It's been, um, it's been a very interesting week. Some of these stories are, um, it's really cool. I really love it because, you know, it goes much deeper than just you get a story and you hear the story and then it ends there. You get to talk to these people and you get to pray for these people and you get to kind of counsel them or they get to have just somebody talk to. And just like that person had told me, he said he felt so much better after he was done talking to me. And I thought that was really cool. I was like, that's really neat. 
So that's it for this week. Um, if my stories continue to come in more, I have got some more too. I didn't add them all tonight. I just want to let, I just, I kind of like to do a few at a time. Um, if I start getting, you know, more and more stuff, I might do maybe a couple times a week, but for now I just, you know, like I said, I want to kind of keep this as a treat and, you know, do it once a week for us. So just, just more as a treat. So I'd like to try to do it on Friday nights, but we'll see how it goes. I, we had a really crazy week and that's why I kind of, you know, I was a little bit late this week, but you guys have a wonderful evening and rest of your week. And I will see you soon. And please, like I keep telling you, send me those stories. I can keep you completely anonymous. If you don't feel like typing them out because it's too much typing, you can voice text them to me. I can send you my phone number and you can, you can text them to me through your voice or send me a video or something. I don't have to play the video. I can just, you know, write out what you what you send me. So if, if it, if it's something where you're overwhelmed with the typing or whatever, that's not a problem. We can work around that. So you guys have a great night. I will see you soon or talk to you soon. God bless you all. Take care.